Today, let's talk about a potential start of a new trend that is occurring right now with investable tokens in the cryptocurrency market. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Crypto Bobby. I hope you are having a great day, great night, wherever you are watching or listening in from. And yeah, today, I want to talk about what just went down this morning with Numerai or NMR and how a prominent or two prominent venture capital crypto funds, whatever we want to call them, two prominent crypto native funds invested not in NMR equity, but in the NMR token and how that affected things and how it is similar in many respects to what happened in the past with MakerDAO's MKR token and A16Z and how this is actually a strategy that you might be potentially able to play and we might see continue to happen more and more into the future. Maybe not, but we'll talk about that. Before we get into the conversation today, I want to talk to you guys about LinkedIn Town Solutions when it's time to make the right hire for your small business. Naturally, you want to find the best person for the job, right? Odds are that person is on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to get matched with qualified candidates who make the most sense for your role. And LinkedIn Jobs uses knowledge, both hard skills and soft skills to match you with the people who fit your role the best. People come to LinkedIn every single day to learn and advance their careers, and LinkedIn understands what they're interested in, what they're looking for, which means when you use LinkedIn Jobs to hire somebody, your matches are based on much, much more than their resume. LinkedIn Jobs will match folks on skills, backgrounds, but also interests, activities, passions, and that is why customers are currently rating LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires. Trust me, I know. Before I got into crypto, I used to work at LinkedIn. And if you go to post a job today, go to linkedin.com slash Bobby to post your job and get $50 off your first job post. Again, that's linkedin.com slash B-O-B-B-Y. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's get into today's episode. So in case you've never heard of Numerai before, they've been around for a while. They are a crypto project with the NMR token, uh, and they work in hedge fund and prediction markets and the data associated with hedge funds and financial predictions. And one of the reasons that I think that this news story and the chart as well is very interesting, at least in my personal opinion, is because this is a potential type of, of strategy or trend that affects not just the, you know, the, the larger investors, the people that have access to just either extensive capital or a lot of uh, a lot of behind the scenes knowledge this provides access i think for in many cases retail investors uh, smaller investors to potentially profit off of and i'll tell you why so when we look at this numerai has been around for over a year they have a token in the marketplace they also have a you know when it comes down to doing an ico for a lot of these companies they would do an ico and maybe they have 35% they'll sell to the public and the other 35% they might keep for future reserves or for team activity, whatever it might be. In many respects, these companies that have done those types of token sales have a large amount of tokens in their treasury. But when it comes down to it, they're never going to sell those or, or hopefully they're not going to sell those. Most of them are not selling those tokens directly onto the marketplace because they're going to crash the price of their token because there's not enough demand. Conversely, if a larger investor by any stretch wants to get into a smaller token out there, 
it's it's hard to scale into those tokens with any level of size because the volume simply isn't there. For example, Numerai, the token that we're talking about right now, NMR, which is traded on a number of, I would say, like the, the legit exchanges. You have Bittrex, you have Poloniex, and then it's on a, a few different uh, decentralized exchanges, DDEX, IDEX, etc. But so it's on Bittrex, it's on Poloniex, and the average volume in the past few days prior to this happening has been anywhere between ten to fifty thousand dollars. So very low volume. Today it's up to about two hundred sixty thousand dollars on the news, but very low volume token. Uh, like I said, between ten and fifty thousand dollars. So with this story, you have uh, two firms. You have uh, Paradigm, which is founded by an ex Sequoia partner, as well as uh, Fred Ursham, who is the uh, former founder, co-founder with Brian Armstrong of Coinbase. And you have Placeholder VC, which is run by Joel Monegro, Chris Perniski, and a few other people. Essentially, both Paradigm and Placeholder looked at the tokens and looked at what was happening with uh, with Numerai. They have an upcoming product release that's happening and rather than buying equity, which is something that is not available to most people, uh, obviously it would be available potentially to Paradigm or to Placeholder if they really wanted to, I'm sure there'd be a way for them to get equity. But they, instead of b trying to buy equity or, or trying to buy something that was inaccessible, they went uh, and they purchased $11 million worth of tokens directly from the team. And again, the, the reason the volume is important here is because if Paradigm or Placeholder wanted to purchase $11 million worth of NMR tokens, that would have taken forever with the, the level of volume and the depth of the market book. If we look here, I mean, there's anything from $17,000 worth of daily volume to $7,000 to $53,000. They never would have been able to purchase $11 million worth. And because that happened, you see the price of NMR up today about 14%. It's been up uh, at least against the USD, it's up 15% against Bitcoin, 16% against Ethereum. But why is this interesting? Why is this helping? So the money that they are providing, uh, both Placeholder and Paradigm, according to the uh, Numerai team, it's going to help them to hire engineers. They're in the process of, they already have a, a platform, but they're in the process of launching a more decentralized version of said platform. And the way that Placeholder looks at it, Joel Monegro, one of the partners there says, the way we think about our investing in decentralized crypto networks is underwriting underwriting and capitalizing the network as more people, in this case, come to buy and sell data from each other. The role of big financial investors like ourselves will actually diminish over time. Then we can gradually begin to exit our position as the network becomes self-sustaining. So kind of in the beginning, they're adding fuel to the fire. The fire gets large. They, at some point in time, are able to slowly exit out of their position as the fire kind of grows and grows and grows. Uh, and they're able to kind of hopefully exit their position without bringing the, you know, bringing the whole thing down. So why does this matter to you? Why does this matter to me? Well, number one, for a lot of us, you know, we're never going to have access to seed investments you're never going to have access to legit venture capital deals and in this case it's not a venture capital deal it is already a liquid token that's traded on the marketplace so this is something that you either have the opportunity to kind of trade alongside or uh, you can kind of bet with it so in this case i think it's interesting because when the announcement came out when this article was published it was published at uh, about 11 a.m eastern time the price actually spiked up about 16 percent against bitcoin it's since come down a bit it's up about six percent after a little bit of a sell-off recently but the prices uh come down somewhat but when we're looking at this 
why does this matter? You know, six percent right now, up up sixteen percent. Is this something that's even sustainable? Especially when you look at where the chart's been. It's up pretty nicely in the past few months. Well, when I think about this, I look back a little bit to what happened in the past with MakerDAO and A16Z. So. If we look and see here, this was from September 24th, and this was a very similar scenario where A16Z actually purchased 6% of MKR, which is the governance token that backs DAI. And this is something that they ended up purchasing that six or the 6% of the total maker token supply as a as an investment and that's something to participate in that ecosystem to help govern that ecosystem if you're not familiar with Andreessen Horowitz or A16Z it's Andreessen Horowitz probably one of the most famous venture capital firms around and this has happened at, at least at this point in time at a minimum of twice that has been published and why this kind of relates to NMR and why it also might be unique in the future as we continue to go forward. So since the announcement of A16Z investing or buying 5% of the total MKR supply, you see that over the past 170 days, MKR is actually up against Bitcoin 150% to be exact 149.93%. So it's, it's done really well. Granted, there have been a number of different altcoins that have done well in a similar time frame recently, but at a high level, it has done very well uh, and it has outperformed a good amount of assets, certainly outperformed Bitcoin over the time frame. So that's been definitely nice to see, at least from my perspective, and does give a glimpse into what's possible with NMR as you look at the opportunity there. Now, for me personally, I did when we look at NMR and I saw the news today, I did open up a position when uh, the announcement happened. I saw it on CoinDesk. I saw nothing really happened. Nothing really moved for the first 30 minutes or so. So I was like, you know what? Hey, why not? I'll buy a little bit of, I'll buy a little bit of this. I'll see what happens. It ended up spiking about 15%. I'm going to hold on to it for the ride right now. See what ends up going on uh, with Numair. And if it might continue to roll, I'm not going to say that it's going to go up another 150%. When you look at the overall size of Numer and the people backing it, I think that for them, it's a long-term investment. They're obviously looking at appreciation of their tokens and kickstarting the network. So that's something that I'm just going to decide to bet alongside and see where it takes me. Now, this is something I think that we might continue to see happen with these crypto funds that are interested in because for a lot of these the the ico market it's not totally dead but there aren't as many opportunities anymore and this is almost in some respects like a series b round if we're comparing it to venture capital you had the ico somewhat being like the series a and now it's like a secondary offering of these tokens and it's at the point where you have these projects that maybe were worth whatever 500 100 a billion dollars and now we're coming back to down to realistic valuations and realistic offerings or even below market value. And some of these VC firms are looking to, you know, to, to buy up some of those tokens or some of the very high quality ones, especially some of the smaller cap tokens that they think might have a possible appreciation opportunity. And I do think we might continue to see this happen on a consistent basis, especially with what happened with MKR, potentially what might happen with Numair. Um, something I'm keeping an eye on as a potential profit opportunity to kind of piggyback alongside some of these firms. It's not often where I think Spencer Noon had a good point 
Uh, there's some issues with the overall coin market cap. Market cap? Shocker. Coin market cap doesn't potentially have the right market cap for Numair. But Spencer says it's very rare the public markets can get in on crypto deals made by top VC firms. But you can actually buy NMR today on exchanges like Bittrex and Poloniex. Uh, and he tweeted this at 9.46 a.m. I guess just when this broke. So I had the timing a little bit messed up. But just when it broke and... I completely agree with him. I think that this is really interesting because it provides an opportunity, like I said before, for the average Joe to play alongside one of these larger investors and bet with them in a similar quality deal. Perhaps they got in a little bit earlier. Perhaps they got in uh, at a discount for buying in bulk, which I'm sure they did. I'm sure they you know, got a somewhat of a discount for, for buying in the size that they did. But at the same point in time, you're still getting access to the same opportunity, which is interesting. For, for many people, at least for me, it is. Outside of that, folks, I am sitting back praying Bitcoin can get back over $4,000 and we can actually build up some steam from there uh, and just watching my my Tezzies fly. It's been, it's been fun seeing Tezos up 50 plus percent in the past seven days. Granted, your boy still needs like a 3X to break even. So we're, we're not gonna get into those things. We're not gonna get into the fact that, hey, you know, maybe I need a 3X for XTZ to break even, but... I've been baking. It's fine. We're good. I've, I've made a few XTZ here and there, so I'm happy about it. But I hope you enjoyed this video, this conversation on why I think what's happening with, with Numair uh, and these VC firms is interesting and, and would love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comments below or on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. If you enjoyed this video, make sure to hit that thumbs up button. If you're watching on the listening on the podcast right now, make sure to leave a rating and review. Thank you so much for your time. Crypto Bobby signing out. Peace.